just a quick warning that we're going to be talking about some sexual assault in the context of mythology, death, birth, existentialism, religion, mysteries and secrets, and some bleeding. So if you're not in the right headspace for that, then maybe just skip these next few episodes. I'm listening to an audiobook where the main character's name is Jack right now, so I could be confusing that, but I think it's Jack. Would take issue with your saying it's a lyrical podcast, Sam. Okay, well, um, I say that because I want no responsibility for anything outside the lyrics. (laughs) It's my way of nullifying and negating (laughs) any responsibility. Or expectation. Yeah, okay. I I rescind my, um, my objection there because... That's brilliant. We have very little other than other people's words to say about the musicality. Not because there's nothing to say. Not because we don't want to be able to say it. Because we don't know how to say it. We don't know how to say it. But with with the with the side note that also take everything we say yeah, with a grain true. of salt. Not that we're more qualified in the lyrical department, but we focus on that. Anyway, I've yeah. derailed this conversation. This is part three. three. Oh, this is part three of Time as a Symptom. It is. Um, we try our best. We really zoom through the lyrics here, not because we don't have a lot to say. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll feel some enlightenment as we get towards the end of the song and we can loop back around as time does and um, fill in the blanks. Um, yeah, I don't know. Enjoy. Enjoy. Joy of life. Enjoy. Take, yeah, take some joy of life. Enjoy of life. <laughs> take enjoy of life. Uh, hopefully some of this shit will sustain you uh, after your death you can persist because of your enjoyment of this podcast okay oh boy okay bye other stuff on the idea of time as a river that I thought was cool and worth mentioning here. So um, on that time stream Wikipedia article, there's a little science fiction section, which I thought was cool given some of the science fiction themes in the album. And so there's a book, a 1946 book called The The Time Stream by John Tain. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody called uh blightler i think blyler describes uh the metaphor of time as a stream in the following way so the basic concept is that time is a circular stream that runs eternally with far past blending into far future it is possible Whoa. for certain individuals to enter this stream mentally and to move in either direction although this is a dangerous venture for they may be carried away erratically by the stream Uh, In San Francisco, nine associates uh, who have been troubled by occasional memories of this planet, uh, they band together to explore the time stream. They live out crisis moments in both times. But yeah, the point that I obviously wanted to mention was just the cool idea that in this book, 
the time is referred to as the circular stream where uh far far past connects with far present uh, with far future sorry and the fact that you're able to kind of even if it's just mentally enter that time stream and see time moving both ways is really really perfect yeah exactly great analogy makes me want to add the time stream to our um you know joanna newsome book club list <laughs> so you're gonna say do our field trip and i was like i don't oh. know Nikki. it sounds pretty dangerous our joanna newsome exploring the world field trip has just gotten uh, uh scarier <laughs> this has just gotten metaphysical I need better insurance for this <laughs> Okay. Um, and so I, because, um, as I think that we're going to see in like the last part of this song, um, where it really seems to me like she's drawing upon like all these different, not just cultural references, but like various cultures, these like multicultural, huge life theme references, um, in like the Greek mythology in Christianity, potentially Judaism. There's like a bunch of shit she's drawing upon. And I think, I don't know, maybe the the comparison of time with a river starts that theme um, this early in the song by by referencing the fact that this like or, or referencing this metaphor, which is a very widely used uh, metaphor. Does that make sense? So mm -hmm. a, a couple other things I found about the use of this metaphor. Uh, we have Marcus Aurelius in Meditations writing that Time is like a river made up of the events which happen and a violent stream. For as soon as a thing has been seen, it is carried away and another comes in its place. And this will be carried away too. Um, so there's that comparison. Okay. And then I have this long quote, but it I thought it was really cool because it's addressing this very question of like the linking of time with rivers. Okay. And it also references Leonardo da Vinci, which is like, artist themed it also references Borges do you know Borges mm -mm. um uh he's this like amazing author this like I guess science fiction but I don't even know if that's like a good way of describing him but he's an author who has beautiful writing uh he's an Argentinian um my partner's mom had met him actually and says he's like the sweetest guy which is so exciting because he's such a good author but anyways it references him so I just have to read this whole thing and I'm sorry it's a bit long but try to stay with me because this is cool so apparently Leonardo da Vinci had been sort of fixated on water and had this obsession with water and had planned at some point to write like this big 15 chapter treatise devoted to just like an exploration of water cool. and so this person that I am citing from, <clears throat> from, 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 let me just scroll through my 17 tabs to find the name of this fucking person that I'm trying to reference. Where is it? Oh, here. Okay. So this is, uh, looks like it's by Kenzie Cooper Ryder on KenzieCooperRider.com in a, perfect, <laughs> in an article called The River of Time. and. Here's the quote that I had wanted to read. So perhaps it is not surprising that da Vinci then, uh, in his aquatic fixation, found a font of analogies. He likened the branching of rivers to the branching of blood vessels and tree canopies. 
cool, right? Wow. That's too perfect. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? <laughs> she knew that. It feels so perfect given that we're bleeding out our days into the river of time. Like, even if she didn't know that Da Vinci himself did it, that comparison is so apt. Yes. But you think she knew about the Da Vinci? I think she did. I mean, it would not be surprising. But, like, yeah, just the, like, comparing of this, like, very natural earth world thing with this human thing is so fucking cool. It It connects us to nature and to the land and earth in a way that is really cool, especially given the feminization of earth and like the huge themes of motherhood and feminineness in the birth of death stuff we've been talking about. I don't know. I thought that was super cool. That is really cool. It's like too perfect a connection. Wow. Great job. (laughs) Thank you to whoever I had just mentioned. There's a museum um, called the River of Time. Mm, there's another field trip edition. <laughs> Maybe. Are we at the next verse? I guess so. Okay. It's happening fast. It's passing us by. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> We're just zooming along. Uh-huh. Okay. I will leave it to you okay. to read <laughs> if you'd like. Oh, wait. This is the second time I've done this, this recording. I say that we're ready to move on and we're actually not. Um, I just had some genius stuff um, to talk hey, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you did say that. Yes. Okay. Okay. So um, one annotation that I don't know how much credence I give it, but I just wanted to point it out. For the line, Stan Brave Life Liver, someone says that it's a nod to Easy from her previous album, which includes the lines, I'm your little life giver. I will give my life. Um it rhymes and it's a hyphenated life something. So like maybe, but she says, or sorry, the person who writes this says characteristically Newsom revisits many of the ideas woven throughout her earlier works from a different angle in divers where easy explores how love both inspires and demands personal sacrifices. Time considers how each gen- generation sacrifices itself to give rise to the next. I don't know. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then for the line time, moves both ways it's a bit of a long annotation but i thought i would read it so the end of the album trans points to its beginning sending and this line answers a question first posed in anecdotes so the line quoted is and time in our camp is moving as you'd anticipate it to but what is this sample proving anecdotes cannot say what time may do they continue experience would seem to prove that time moves one way the mother knows through the experience of transcendent joy that it actually moves both ways these lines from same old man point to the same possibility hey little leaf lying on the ground now you're turning slightly brown why don't you come back on the tree turn the color green the way you ought to be in an interview with rolling stone newsom connected this theme with christopher nolan's interstellar a film exploring time travel and the power of love So the quote here is, one of Diver's headier concerns, as Newsom puts it, is the question of what's available to us as part of the human experience that isn't subject to the sovereignty of time, a theme she was intrigued to see dramatized in Nolan's Interstellar. Damn you, Nolan, she mock bellows in in a quote from that interview. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Joanna did it better. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, we would. (laughs) We (laughs) would. Not not that we're biased or anything. I do love Nolan, though. I I love his movies. I just, uh, yeah, I do say that Joanna did it better. I do love the idea, and maybe we'll do this in our Divers Underview episode, um, that things are being revisited from past albums in this album. So it would be cool to pick a few things from past albums and see how they stand up against Divers themes. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. The very next annotation on Genius also um, calls back to this time east but like a previous work so this annotator um writes that these lines so in the the nullifying defeating negating repeating joy of life they write these lines mark a differing perspective in newsom's philosophy of time than in previous works on east she claims that she claimed that life was thundering blissful towards death suggesting a finite end here on an album concerned with time travel and philosophical concepts such as eternal return she focuses on on time as both the great equalizer nullifying defeating negating and that which uh, provides the greatest opportunity repeating if as she sings in the line before time does move both ways then it affirms the existence of both the a series present and B series past of time proposed by philosopher John M. E. McTaggart in his influential paper, The Unreality of Time. I feel like I am failing this podcast as a philosopher, (laughs) given that it is my literal trade. I don't know anything about the eternal return based on my philosophical endeavors, and nor do I, I'm not a metaphysician. And so I don't know McTaggart's The Unreality of Time, but maybe I need to read that too and then get back to you guys. I mean, it sounds like a great paper. I bet it's going to be the fucking philosophers and like metaphysicians generally. I'm not not dissing any of you, but like it is a very different kind of philosophy than like ethics, which is what I do. Um, or like philosophy of feminism, that stuff. It just there's a very different jargon. And I think that because of where academia is at right now, we are so, so specialized in each of the disciplines that it's like very hard to to break into a different subdiscipline in philosophy um but anyways that's besides the point i'll try and i'll get back to you guys on this <laughs> wikipedia says mctaggart argues that time is unreal because our descriptions of time are either contradictory circular or insufficient ooh i am very intrigued by this um this possibility okay i'm not going to read the rest of that okay. but um. <laughs> All right, so shall I read the next verse? Okay. Okie dokie. So she sings and writes, The moment of your greatest joy sustains. Not axe, nor hammer, tumor, tremor can take it away. And it remains. It remains. This verse trips me up (laughs) because I feel like we're talking about all these really big ideas And I find it hard to get grounded when we bring in things like axes, hammers, and tumors. Like, I don't... Like, why? Just because, like, they're out of left field? Is that your thought? Yes. And I get them. I think I understand them in terms of the song, but it's also just, like, these... I know what these things are. (laughs) (laughs) That's confusing with, with, I think... The rest of the song. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, like, did you, I know, like, for me, 
when there are these like very specific references like that, I'm like, okay, what is the like other reference that she's referring yes. to, right? Like what yeah. am I missing? And like I didn't – I don't have an answer to what I'm missing. I didn't find any like Greek myth – myth any Greek myth that like has axes and hammers as being prominent symbols. Um, like I, I don't know. <laughs> the moment of your greatest joy sustains. So we are – she is saying that this is something that can't be erased. Is that where we are? I th- The moment I think- of your greatest Or like – Whatever sustains means here, I think, is important, but also not the most straightforward. Like, it sustains us, I think. Like, it keeps us going, maybe. It, like, defeats mm. that, er- that erasing, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Gets you through? Maybe not gets you through. It persists. It persists death, maybe? Because it, she, she, she goes on to say, right, not accident. Like, nothing can take it away. It stays. And then my question would be like, is your greatest joy something that is the same for everyone? Or is that the greater your? Like, is it an individual thing? I think the your here can be replaced by one. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. I think. That's what I was assuming. Okay. Maybe not, though. I don't know. But I think that in my interpretation, the verse is like, giving us an answer like why is any of this worth it like the pain of death seems like really fucking shitty the pain of birth seems shitty too it all just seems very painful and like something you have to Mm -hmm. endure and like time passes hard so like why are we doing this Mm -hmm. and an answer to that is that well the moment of your greatest joy sustains and like even death even this huge like intimidating terrifying inevitable event that will happen to everybody doesn't take it away and so like joy in a sense is greater than than death or pain it reminds me of when she says um when we came to see time was taller than space is wide it's like joy is taller than death is wide (laughs) oh that's a nice comparison (laughs) i like that's easier to understand for me joy is taller than pain is wide Death is what joy is taller. What did she say? Joy is taller than then death is wide, but pain pain is wide. It's just wide. as applicable, I think. Like joy is just greater, you know. It it is more it endures. And because it endures, there's more of it. Like it's around for longer than we are and longer than death is, certainly. Mm-hmm. Longer than pain is. And then it makes me wonder, like, why? Why did she choose these things that could possibly take joy away? Why do we have an axe, a hammer, a tumor, and a tremor? I have these very same questions, and I do not have an answer to them. Like, my first very basic answer, which I'm sure you (laughs) also thought of, is just like, these are all things that could kill us, right? Like axes and hammers we can be murdered by. Tumors and tremors are like natural ways in which we could go. You might Yeah, that yeah. That was the distinction I made that like an axe and a hammer are like physical things that would bring death by someone else's hand. Yeah. Most likely. But a tumor and a tremor are very natural, very like um 
oh, I don't know how to phrase it. Like they're things that our own body does to like sabotage sabotage us. Yeah, yeah, totally. We might also want to note here that tremor could be like a tremor, uh, a bodily tremor or like an earthquake mm-hmm. tremor, but either way, it's sure. a natural phenomenon, right? It's a mm-hmm. um, not human or not, I was going to say not caused by humans, but I guess like there's some sense in which your tumor is caused by a human yourself or something. But anyway, you guys know what I mean. Natural versus man-made. That's a good way of putting it. Given the contrast between natural and man-made that we saw in a pinlight vent and before, there's that mm-hmm. binary a little bit. Yeah. But she's like, it doesn't matter. None of that can take it away. I was just searching Joanna Newsome lyrics to see if she ever mentions any of these other things. Does she? Yeah. Um, Axes in Emily. Oh, yeah. I don't feel confident about that. Yeah. Not axe nor hammer, tumor, tremor. I mean, that she's worried about somebody else taking life too seems very warlike to me. Although axes and hammers, I don't know how much we use those in wars. But I was going to say, given the war themes, maybe there's a... But I don't know. I don't know. Axe and hammer reminded me more of like um, easy stuff like chopping wood mm-hmm. like um and then that makes me think like okay maybe it's not such a violent death thing maybe it's just like the monotony of oh. everyday life oh i love that sam love 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 that yes go oh, excellent 10 out of 10 axes and hammers are both these like utilitarian tools that we need to use uh and it, they're, the, they're things that make time pass hard for us. That shit is hard. But that hardness of the time passing can't take it away. Love it. 10 out of 10. Excellent. I don't know. No. I'm not confident. I love it. I am so into that interpretation. I hadn't thought of that. Okay. But then tumor and tremor. Like the pain of having a fucking body? Or like death. Like... Those things can kill us, and death can't take it away. Yeah. You don't like it? I don't not like it. I'm just... You're just, like, unsatisfied with the general... (laughs) Yeah. That's totally fair, I think. I also feel like we're missing some sort of, like, big symbolism. And if anybody knows what it is, you guys got to tell us. I mean, Tremor makes me think of um, Kingfisher... When we talked so much about like um, the volcanic explosion and like, Mm. you know, the power of the earth and like the burying of of memories and people. And I don't know. I'm just grasping at straws here. Yeah, like just the the power, these like greater forces than humans, like these greater forces that like we can't necessarily withstand. I mean, I feel like that at least if we're talking about an earthquake, like in Sapokonik and we have the same sort of thing, like time slash like nature is going to ravage all of this. Mm-hmm. And yet the moment, moment of your greatest joy sustains it, it lasts. I don't really understand why it's only your greatest joy and not your, Every joy. Every joy, exactly, no matter how small and that it all it all sustains. I'm not sure. 
I, I also think it's interesting that she references it's not exactly your greatest joy, but it's the moment of your greatest joy, which like links it to time in a way that I don't I don't know what to do with, but that's an observation. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, if we're linking it to time again, where in the river of time is the moment of your greatest joy? Hmm. Maybe it depends. Is it something you can track? Probably depends. Instead of sustaining meaning like long lasting, could we take sustain to mean like filling your bucket, like filling your cup, mm. like brings you joy? Right. The moment of your greatest joy like feeds you, like nourishes you to give support or relief, to supply with sustenance. I love that. To, oh, to bear up under. Mm. Yeah. To like hold up, like to. Like against the river of time you're holding or against, yeah. Against the river of time, you're holding up your greatest joy and being like, look, like, look, this is, this is sustaining me. Like I may still be floating down in in my little time boat, but my time boat, you know, yeah. And like something that's really, I don't know if this is what's being referenced at all, but something that might be kind of cool is that like the moment of your greatest joy doesn't just provide joy in that moment. There's like reflecting on it and remembering it. Um that like can also provide joy, like looking back on these things, I can like still, I can get more joy from this initial moment of joy, which might contribute to like the repeatingness of it. But then also, like we had said before, like the, the consequence of your joy, like the things that that might lead to and how that could um, not recreate joy, but like produce more further joy because of your the way that you interact with other people based on being joyful. I don't know. It's self-perpetuating in that kind of way. The phrase can take it away is interesting too. Like, are we thinking of taking it away in the same way we're thinking about like nullifying and negating or is it something different? I think the same way. Like it, nothing can take away your joy. Like that's going to stay there. Yeah. That's essentially all I have. I like the word remains here because it bring it calls to mind the death remains. Um, David had brought this point up to me, and I think it's cool that like the remains of a human body, but also like your joy mm. sustaining through that almost. I don't know. I like sure, that. yeah, yeah. The joy transcends like the physical manifestation of you, and that it's more just um, a shared experience like you can't really that you can't nail down exactly what joy is yeah that it's this transcendent thing is I think very important obviously to like the themes of the the whole song and obviously when we'll get to when she actually starts talking about transcending Um, yeah but yeah I love the idea that that's introduced here um (sighs) one genius annotation for the the line, the moment of your greatest joy sustains, uh, the person writes, cleverly, the piano in the track sustains or holds out with the same lyric. So it's cool that the music mm. is reflecting the content of the lyrics here. It is. Do you have anything else for this verse? I don't think so. 
Okay. I'm just going to repeat this every time we pass, but I don't want to leave it because I'm like, I don't know. I know. We're <laughs> barreling towards the end of this album song. Terrible. But I'm like, yeah, the ever-present feeling that we're not doing it justice, but we're trying. We're trying. Do we stop here, Sam, or do we do one reverse? We can do one more. Okay. We can do this little one. Okay. Let's do the um, little one before the... Oh, yeah. I'm not ready for hardly seen, hardly felt. Oh, and it's so good. She's so fast. Dude. And she, like, the way she says every word deep down. Yes. Like, whoo! From there on out, <laughs> game over. Like, yeah, that's, to me, like, the peak of the song, the album, our lives. Like, it's... So fucking good. Okay, the so. way that she sings joy, like <laughs> I know that you can yield when okay, okay, we're not we're not there, you guys. <laughs> Rewind. Uh we need to we need to address this this next verse. <laughs> you put your professional pants on for a second. I absolutely did. Uh and I'm gonna leave you to read the the next verse. Okay, I'm going to read the whole thing. And she sings. And she sings it so beautifully. The way she extends pains. Ugh, okay, and she sings. And it pains me to say, I was wrong. Love is not a symptom of time. Time is just a symptom of love. And the nullifying, defeating, negating, repeating joy of life. The nullifying, defeating, negating, repeating joy of life. I've got a question for you. Are you enjoying mm -hmm. lyrics? Uh, yeah. Okay, my second question. Is, and the nullifying, defeating, negating, repeating joy of life, all in parentheses? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay, Sam. So I had a question for you at the beginning of this episode, mm. um, but it was a silly question because I realized that she answered it for us. So at the beginning of the episode, I was going to say, I even have a note for it. I said, ask Nikki, what does the title mean? Oh. What does time as a symptom mean? I think that's a great question. Is it though? Yes. Because I think she gives us the answer. I think she gives us the answer right here. I do too, but I like for me... I need some help fleshing out that answer. Mm. I need some help. Like, like I think I have a theory now, but I needed to sit and actually think through it and like give myself some further explanation. Also, as we were recording, I need to look into this further because I only noticed as we were recording on Genius, um, an annotation about the title of the song, which I had oh. no idea about, uh, points out that let me just find the thing I'm referring to here okay so somebody eight years ago writes this question is it a total coincidence that the title echoes Shakespeare's winter winter's tale time comma as chorus which directly echoes the myth of Persephone <clears throat> I would say that wait can you say that again yes yeah. the person asks is it total coincidence that the title time is a symptom Echoes Shakespeare's Winter's Tale, time as chorus, time, comma, as chorus, which directly echoes the myth of Persephone. 
So we're going to get into some Persephone shit here. And I think that it is probably not a coincidence. Um, time as chorus is very interesting. And I quickly looked it up, but like it seems like something that is going to require some deeper delving. Um, interesting. Right. So I hadn't known that about the the titles possibly alluding to this. And I need to do some further digging. So that's one thing about the title. But okay. your question was about symptoms. Well, and I thought that she answered it for us here, right? So like, yeah, what does it what does it mean to you? I think I I don't know what it means to me, but I think and I think that she gives us our answer here, which is that like yeah, it pains me to say, I don't know why it pains her to say, but like we're admitting a wrong understanding of love and time here, right? So we're saying um we don't I don't even know if this is right. Love is not a symptom of time. So it's not time that comes first and love that follows. It's not like mm. time that allows us to love. Time is just a symptom of that love. Love is the main thing. Yeah. And time is just something that flows around us. Yes, I think that that's right. Um, but what does that mean? Like, why would that be the case? <laughs> so my understanding is very heavily informed by the blessing all the birds article about this Mm -hmm. um and like i don't want to mischaracterize their view but this is my understanding of what um the writers there were saying so to me it's that it's very easy to sort of cynically think of love as just a quick result of being here that like if like we are in our lives bound to encounter some people and like look we have to spend a shit ton of time on this earth and so like an inevitable result of that time going by is that we're gonna fall in love with somebody we're gonna like develop feelings because of the sheer amount of time just like spent together right Um, yeah and because life sucks yeah right we need to cling to something we need while we're here exactly yeah right but I think she's saying no that like that was initially my understanding of of love but that was wrong what's actually going on is that we only care about the passing of time it's only a salient feature of our lives because of love in all its different forms because we love our experiences because we have joy of life because we are attached to other people that's the only reason that we care about the passing of time is because of our attachment and not even attachment beyond that because of our love of of the things while we're here and so like Mm -hmm. the experience of time passing only matters to us because we love people and things and experiences yeah and then if you didn't have if you weren't able to experience that joy of life that the passing of time would be meaningless or would mean less I guess yeah right I love that explanation (sighs) yeah so that that is how I understand it now um yeah I loved the um the the mention of the the pain the word pain here specifically just because of yeah. how much we were talking about pain at the beginning of the song mm-hmm. and, and suffering and mm-hmm. this is just like a another 
um, evocative uh, sort of way of putting this. I also feel like it's rare that we get an I. It pains me to say I was wrong. I don't... We get I a few more times in this song. So like where I know that you can yield when it comes down to it, we have... But you're right though that like so far it's just been sort of this like, I don't know, my narrating person things, but I think third person, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just been like, you know, the task was the hardest thing she'd ever do. Yeah. But now we're centered in it, right? Like it pains me to say... I was wrong. It's our narrator here standing, I'm assuming, in the river of time and being like, I fucked up. Actually, this is, it's not about time. It's about love. That's a good point, Sam. It is the centering of of, of our narrator and this, this statement, yeah, this admission of wrong wrongness. But also, okay, if we look at the structure of these lyrics... There's not a period at the end of it's love is not a symptom of time. Time is just a symptom of love and of the nullifying, defeating, mm. negating, repeating joy of life. Right. Right. Um, so time is a symptom of all of these things. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Good point. And which I think is really, again, inclusive in that it's saying like love is sort of maybe like a type of joy or like in the mm -hmm. same family as joy, but it's not mm -hmm. like uh, alone in its ability to do the nullifying, negating, yeah. defeating, repeating. Um, that that joy does the same thing. So like our love for other people is one part of it, but also joy has is just as powerful, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's those processes that are symptoms of time too that are a part of all of this of being human of being on earth of yeah existing yeah this the 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 admission of that she was wrong also makes me wonder i'm like did we witness her being wrong like did we did witness, we witness the first per, like the the first utterance assumption. of this yeah right. the first assumption right that that love if is we, in fact a symptom of time I don't know. Did I would guess that it was an anecdote. So let right. me look real quick. Like I don't think so because I feel like we would have mentioned that. Okay, while you um, look at the lyrics of anecdotes, I'm just going to read the genius annotation for this because it has 40 mm -hmm. upvotes, which is a lot of upvotes. Wow. So lots of people really liked it. Um, okay, so uh, this genius annotator writes, Newsom has, through the journey that she has with the listener, taken, spanning the album's songs, learnt that just because time passes, you don't gain love. You don't gain more appreciation for things. You don't find the love of your life by just waiting. Furthermore, she concludes that time passes because of love and that you as a lover start fearing time's influence on your relationships. Time will inevitably end any relationship, whether it be through death or boredom. <laughs> And without any kind of love, uh, time has little meaning. Love is the ultimate and quite possibly the only true measure of time for the individual. Moreover, while it is painful to admit you should not fear the death of your loved ones, instead enjoy the joy of life and the time you have together. All right. Yeah. Sure. 
I'm looking at anecdotes and don't have any of that, that, um, easy answer. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else on genius says these lines also seem to suggest that the experience of love does not emerge simply as a reaction to the impermanence of that, which is loved. But in fact, we experience the flow of time because we love things which are impermanent, which I think is a great and eloquent way of phrasing what we were trying to get at earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also we should reference too how uh, in Make Hay, uh, the song that was cut from the album, she has the line, I'm just doing this by memory here, but um, but how is I to know, see the seconds pass in a line, if there was a way to reckon love, except as a symptom of time, I think mm-hmm. is the line. Except um, as a symptom of time, yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be the initial assumption of uh, that she's that she's refuting here. It seems to be in line with this realization. I don't know. Maybe it's just that like the general consensus is that like it's the time thing that's more important. But actually she is realizing as an individual that like, no, 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 no. This this shared assumption was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of it being a shared assumption or a cultural one or something like that yeah yeah or just one that we just didn't witness her assuming which is yeah totally fine (laughs) yeah and i i like i i like that the second repeat of the nullifying defeating negating repeating joy of life is in brackets too because it almost it feels like a like a sneaky callback or something like don't forget that love includes or is is um part of the same water balloon hose as (laughs) as joy of life yeah exactly that like joy of life belongs to love by love i mean this like broad conception of love Mm -hmm. yeah exactly i like that too i think that's all i have for this for this little small verse here it's all i have right now too i am really excited to get into persephone's stuff um we will save that for next time the eleusinian mysteries the um kidnapping of persephone by hades demeter's journey to find her one of my favorites oh amazing Um, yeah i am so excited to get into that shit too we have some deep waters to delve into here um coming up so let's say goodbye for now then um that was the end of part three of time is a symptom we are so appreciative that you guys are here with us we're so sad that this album is almost over but you guys make the whole thing worth it and give us hope that you'll help us out through the the death of this album and Mm -hmm the rebirth that we'll experience in milk eyed mender or something i don't know um okay so uh we have an email you guys should absolutely send us your thoughts and theories about this song and anything else our email is a hopeless endeavor at gmail.com we have a mm-hmm. facebook group you can join a hopeless endeavor at joining some podcast sam does such a good job at managing our instagram she um has a link tree there you can find all sorts of helpful, useful links there. Um, it is. 
a hopeless endeavor podcast. There you go. Um, we also um, just started a thing where you can leave us a voice message. So if you want to do that really easily, just one click, we would love that. Um, it's the top link on our link tree, but it's also just um, speakpipe.com slash a hopeless endeavor. Um, and I'll, I shared it in the Facebook group, but I'll share it on Instagram today too. So you can see that. Please do that. We would love to hear you. I feel like if you're a perfectionist, this is an especially good route to take because you don't need to record 700 voice memos and be like, oh, I fucked up my words. I need to start over. Like, no, it's just a phone call. I think it's limited to like a minute and a half too. So you don't like, don't feel like you need to edit your thoughts at all. We would love just like a stream of consciousness. I was, um, had some edibles the other day and was like, I should listen to the album and leave a message. Like you (laughs) should do that. Oh my God. I'd be so down. So yes. Um, but you're not allowed to delete it, but you hear my voice enough. We want to hear from you. (laughs) We do want to hear from you guys. So yeah, leave us a voice memo or like a phone call voicemail. Um, if you want to say more than a minute and 30 seconds worth of stuff, voice memos are welcome, but also you can call more than once. Just leave yeah, us a bunch. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, what else? There's a Patreon that Nikki runs um, really well. It is patreon.com slash a hopeless endeavor. Um, there you can find early episode releases and bonus episodes. Sam and I just did a bonus on Little Hand and I fucking love that song way more now that i got to talk to sam about Aww, it yay. always happens but not surprising but you guys should check it out if you want to um you can rate and review us if you feel like it you can find us on facebook i don't know if we mentioned that one um that's it 